Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Pod, a daily podcast about space, science, and tech. I'm your host, Will Walden. This episode, Elon Musk and Jack Ma from Alibaba talk about amazing uh, subjects such as AI, uh, just tons of technology subjects. I'm not going to spend too much time here. I'm just going to say thank you to everyone who's been supporting the podcast and thank you to my Patreon patrons, patreon.com slash space news podcast. Here is Elon Musk and Jack Ma. What are you supposed to say? Um, just things about AI, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um. Yeah, the AI, right? You want to start on AI. Yeah. Okay. It is, okay, great. AI, yeah. Um, actually, I'm told that, does AI mean love? It, like, it's not, there's like a name, AI. It sort of sounds a bit like love. Yeah, AI. I, I hate the word AI called artificial intelligence. I call it Alibaba intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> might, might end up being true. You never know. Um, I, I think generally people um, underestimate the, the capability, capability of AI. They sort of think like it's a smart human. Um, but it's, it's, it's really much, it's going to be much more than that. Um, it'll be much smarter than the smartest human. Yeah. I mean, it'll, be, it'll be like, you know, if, like, can a chimpanzee really understand humans? Not really, you know. Just, we just seem like strange aliens. Um, they mostly just care about other chimpanzees. Uh, and... Uh, this will be how it is, more or less, in a relative. Inter in fact, if it's if if the difference is only that small, that would be amazing. Probably, it's much much greater. So, like like the the biggest mistake that I see artificial intelligence researchers making is assuming that they're intelligent. Yeah, they're not compared to AI, and so like a lot of them cannot imagine something smarter than themselves. But AI will be vastly smarter, vastly. Um, so what do you do with a situation like that? What do you do with a situation like that? I'm not sure. You know, hope, I hope they're nice. I mean, I, I have obviously some, you know, I think in a situation where you, if you, you know, the old saying, if you, can't, if you can't beat him, join him. You know, that's what Neuralink is about, is like, uh, can we go be a, go along for the ride with AI? Um, I mean, I really think that there should be other companies like Neuralink, um, essentially to create a high bandwidth interface to the brain, because uh, the right right now we are already a cyborg. People don't realize we are already a cyborg because we are so well integrated with our phones and our computers. 
the, the phone is almost like an extension of yourself. If you forget your phone, it's like a missing limb. Um, but the bandwidth, the, the communication bandwidth to the phone is very low, especially input. So, in fact, input bandwidth to computers has actually gone down because of typing with two thumbs as opposed to ten fingers is a big reduction in bandwidth. Um, input bandwidth has gone up because of video and, and imagery. So input bandwidth is many orders of magnitude greater than output bandwidth. But at a certain point, if we'll just even assuming a benign scenario with AI, we will just be too slow. You know, it's like if a millisecond to, to something, let's say a computer that has like an exaflop of, or, you know, many exaflops of compute capability, a millisecond is an eternity, and to us, it's nothing. So, you know, I, think, I always think like human speech to a computer will sound like very slow tonal wheezing. It's kind of like whale sounds. Yep. You know, because uh, what's our bandwidth? Like a few hundred bits per second, basically. Uh, maybe a few kilobits per second if you're going to be generous. So, whereas a computer can easily communicate at a terabit level. So, the computer will just get impatient, if nothing else. It would be like talking to a tree. That's humans. Yeah, and yep. on that uh, great note, uh, barely getting any information out, basically, with speech. Yeah, I'm always amazed by the, what your vision about the technology. I'm not a tech guy. I think more about life. I think AI is going to open a new chapter of the society of the world that people try to understand ourselves better rather than the outside world. And uh, it's so difficult to predict the future. 99.99% of the predictions that human being had in the history about the future, all wrong. Including that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only, you know, the 0.00% the of the prediction are right. They're right because by accident. Yeah, but it's also true that 80% of statistics are false. Yeah. So my meaning is cold that room. Come on, guys. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy about the artificial intelligence or Alibaba intelligence that's going to understand a human, the inside of the human better. So when people worry a lot about artificial intelligence, people should have more confidence in themselves because I think if a lot of solutions we don't have today, but there will be solutions tomorrow. We don't have solutions, but the young people will have solutions. So I'm quite optimistic, and uh, I don't think artificial intelligence is a threat. I don't think artificial intelligence is something terrible, but human beings are smart enough to learn that. And to me, artificial intelligence is just like uh, people worry a lot about this today are those people I call them called, um, uh, called college smartness. People like us, street smart, we never scared of that. We, we think it's a great fun and we want to change ourselves to embrace it. I don't know, man. That's like famous last words. Is, let me tell you, AI is, I mean, you look at sort of 
the, the rate of advancement, just in general, the rate of advancement of computers is insane. Um, and it, it, like a good example would be video games. You know, if, if you go back 40, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, maybe uh, you, had, you had Pong. That was just two rectangles and a square. Um, now you've got photorealistic real-time simulations with mil millions of people playing simultaneously. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, the, the I mean, these games will be indistinguishable from reality. You will not be able to tell the difference. Either that or civilization will end. Those are the two options. Um, but even if the rate of uh, technology improvement slowed down by a thousand, then okay, advance a thousand years, you know, or, or ten thousand years. This is still very tiny. Um, I mean, civilization civilization has been around for probably, you know, arguably, I think seven thousand years or something like that. If you count it from the first time there was any any writing, any recorded symbols, uh, besides cave paintings. Um, this is a very tiny amount of time, considering the universe is 13.8 billion years old. I mean, if, if civilization lasted for a million years, we would, we would only increment the third decimal point after 13.8 billion years, if we lasted for a mil million years. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't, that seems like a long time. Um, given that we've only been around for 7,000 years, it's been pretty it's been kind of a roller coaster on the civilization front. So, I mean, I'm not trying to be, I'm a naturally optimistic person, to be clear. I'm not saying, hey, doom and gloom. Uh, I'm just saying the, these, this is the apparent pattern. The, the rate of change of technology is in, incredibly fast. Um, it is outpacing our ability to understand it. Well, I'm not sure, is that good or bad? I don't know. I mean, it seemed to me some time ago that you could sort of think of humanity as a biological bootloader for digital superintelligence. If you, if, for those who know what a bootloader is, uh, a very tiny piece of code without which the, the computer cannot start. But it's sort, of, it's sort of like the minimal bit of code necessary for a computer to start. Like you couldn't evolve silicon circuits. You ne there needed to be a b biology to get there. Good. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something fun. I, I'm admire that you want to go on the Mars. Shall we go to the, the Mars? Yeah. Yeah, so what will the life look like on Mars? Are you both moving? What do you think about that? I, I, actually, I'm not interested in Mars. I just came back from there, so. Uh -huh. I'm more interested on the Earth, the things, what's going on happening here. So what, what, why are you so curious about the Mars? <coughs> well, I think the thing about Mars is that I think it's important for us to take the set of actions that are most likely to continue consciousness into the future. What increases the probability of consciousness um, of, of, of continuing into the future? I think we should not take it for granted that consciousness will continue because we have not encountered any aliens. Where are the aliens? This is the Fermi paradox. This is one of the most important questions. How come we've not found any aliens? There's people out there who think we've found aliens. Trust me, I would know. We have not. Okay. Um, People ask me, you've been to Area 51. Yeah, okay, please. Um, SpaceX actually has Area 59. You know, it's even better, eight better than 51. So 
among the set of actions we can take that are likely to increase the scope and scale of consciousness such that we are better able to understand the nature of the universe, uh, one of those actions is to become a multi-planet species or ensure that life is multi-planetary. Not because I think something that, it's not, not from, from the standpoint of it just being an escape hatch or because I think that Earth is doomed, um, but there's a certain probability that is irreducible uh, that something may happen to Earth. Despite our best intentions, despite everything we try to do, the, there's a probability at a certain point that some either external uh, force or some internal unforced error uh, causes civilization to be destroyed um, or, 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 or sufficiently impaired such that it can no longer um, extend to, to another planet. It's hard to say, like, like let me put it another way. This is the first time in the four and a half billion year history of Earth that it's been possible to extend life beyond Earth. Before this, it was not possible. How long will this window be open? It may be open for a long time, or it may be open for a short time. I think we sh it, it would be wise to assume that it is open for a short time. And, and, and then let us uh, secure the future, secure the future of consciousness, such that life of, the light of consciousness is not extinguished. And we should do, try to do this as quickly as possible. That's my view. Good. It's so difficult to secure the future of the Earth, but we can secure the future of next 100 years. I'm not a person that I admire your courage for explore the Mars, but I admire a lot of people spend efforts on improving the Earth. It's, it's great to send 1 million people to the Mars, but we have to care about the 7.4 billion people on the Earth. How can we make the world more sustainable? And I'm not that fond of the Mars because I think it's easy to go to the Mars when you go on the top of the hills or the, or the, or of the building. Just one step, you go to Mars, but you will never be able to come back. Yeah, so that's, that's my that's view. That's not how it works, though. And uh, <laughs> also, also, no, don't I, do it. <laughs> I hate to go to the Himalayas too. I mean, when you climb on the, I think someday I will go there when the elevator is ready. I will go there have a look. But I, have, okay. I think people spending more time on the earth, think about because no matter how long the civilization of the human beings will be, like one million or two million or half a million years, but we only have 100 years. Uh -huh. So we cannot solve all the problems for future, but we have to be responsible for the future, but we should care more about how we can enjoy better. My view is that by the artificial intelligence or AI, when human beings understand ourselves better, then we can improve the world better. Last 200 years, human beings try to understand the other side of the world better, understand the other people better. But I think what I feel excited about AI is that AI is to understand people, the inside of the human beings. The earth, I heard you, you're going to dig a tunnel in deep in the earth, which is amazing. I think, um, anyhow, every time when I read the news about you are interested in the outside space, I look at you with great respect. We need a heroes like you, but we need more heroes like us, working hard on the earth, improving things every day. That's what I want. 
Sure. I, I mean, to be clear, I'm very pro-Earth. Yeah. Uh, great. That sounds great. Um, to be clear, I'm very pro-Earth. When I say, you know, us becoming a multi-planet species or making life multi, uh, ex extending life beyond Earth, um, ex ex expanding the scope and scale of consciousness, um, from a resource standpoint, I'm talking about less than 1% of Earth's resources should be dedicated to uh, making life multiplanetary or, or making consciousness multiplanetary. So, uh, you know, I think it should be like somewhere in between uh, how much we spend on lipstick and how much we spend on healthcare. Like, uh, you know, things like for the preservation of consciousness, we should spend maybe slightly more than we spend on, on cosmetics. That's my, you know, and I'm pro cosmetics. I like it. They're great. But, but uh, you know, this is probably worth spending, I don't know, somewhere, like at least half a percent of Earth's GDP on extending life to be multiplanetary. Maybe one percent, I'd say, seems like a good, a good use of resources. Uh, and but then 90, you know, you have like two orders of magnitude more resources spent on Earth. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, somehow going to fundamentally impair Earth. If, 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 if like I said, just one percent of Earth's resources on that order should be enough to make life multiplanetary. It seems like a wise investment for the future. Um, and obviously I spend a lot of my time on uh, sustainable energy with Tesla, with uh, you know, electric cars and solar and batteries and that kind of thing. And um, you know, I'm really excited to be here in, in Shanghai for the, the Shanghai Gigafactory, which is, um, I think, uh, the Tesla China team has done an amazing job, R really mind-blowing. Like, I'm just uh, astounded by how good the job is um, and how much progress has been made. And I think it's a good uh, story for the world and to say, like, look, look how much uh, progress you can make in, in China. This is extremely impressive. Uh, like, my, my hat is off. You know, you guys rock. So uh, I've never seen anything built so fast in my life before, to be totally frank. <laughs> and I've seen some crazy things. So, you know, I think it's like, I really think China is the future. That's well, very impressive. Um, and uh, there's also some great progress on uh, entrepreneurial rocket companies in China as well. I, I believe two have made orbit, and it's very difficult, very hard to make orbit. Achieving orbit, I have great respect. This is very hard. Um, you want yeah. to pick up another topic? Sure. Yeah. Jobs? Uh, should, am I, am life? I pick it? Jobs. <laughs> jobs or life? Jobs. We're sure, anything. Sure. Okay. Uh, so what new jobs will be created because of AI or has the change already started? What do you think? I think why we need that many jobs. <laughs> sure. Right? My view is that the jobs, actually every technology revolution people start to worry. Right? Last 200 years we worry about the new technology going to take away all the jobs. Actually, we made a lot of jobs. Second, because of the industrial revolution, Job created a lot of jobs. What I think is the next 20, 30 years, human beings will live much longer. The life science technology is going to make people live probably 100, 120 years. That may not be a good thing because you got a grandfather's grandfather still working hard. But the challenge is my question why shouldn't we have a lot of jobs? I think people should work three days a week four hours a day. 
When we have electricity, the power of electricity is that we make people more time. So you can go to the karaoke in the evening, you can go to dancing party in the evening. So people, because of electricity, people have more time. I think because of artificial intelligence, people will have more time enjoy being human beings. In your life, in my life, I think I visited probably 300 cities in my life. My, grand, my father visited 30 cities, my grandfather would visit only three cities. So my grandchildren probably, probably will visit 3,000 cities all his life. He's always on the Tesla. He's always on the rovers, always traveling around. So I don't think we need a lot of jobs. At that time, the jobs we need is make people happier, make people experience the life, enjoy the human beings. So I'm, I don't worry about the job, jobs a lot. First, we are going to have a lot of jobs. Second, we don't need a lot of jobs. Third, there's a very interesting thing, which, because we'll probably talk about life. In the agriculture period, average age is like a 30, 35 years old. In the industrial period, technology revolution, people can live 70 years. So in the artificial intelligence period, people can live 120 years, that's I think. Now the problem comes, when people's life is getting better, people don't want to have, have children. When your grand-grandfather is there, you don't want to have children. At that time, we are going to have a lot of jobs with nobody want to do it. So we need artificial intelligence, to, the robots to take care of the old guys. For sure, you will not be happy, or you were happy, because when your grand-grandfather said, oh, I need to work tomorrow, then that's a disaster. So I think we cannot predict the future, but we should be ready that we are going to enter into the area that everybody can live 120 years. And we have a new, more new problems that come up. So that's my view about jobs. Don't worry about it. We will have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, over time, AI will make jobs kind of pointless. Probably the last job that will remain will be doing, writing AI software, and then eventually the AI will just write its own software. So, I don't know, I suppose I would recommend studying engineering, physics, that kind of thing, um, or working on something where people just want to interact with other people. Um, and people enjoy fundamentally interacting with other people. So if you're working on something that involves people or engineering, it's probably a good, a good approach. Um, you know, art, of course. Yeah. Like I said, I think we're going to have to figure out this Neuralink situation. Otherwise, we will be left behind. Um, it's very important we do this quickly. I think time, we don't have much time. <laughs> we don't have much time for what? We don't have much time to solve the Neuralink. Uh, yeah. 
I, yeah, it's just, yeah, you think of like technology, like technology and technology awareness, there's like, it's like, if there was like a topological map of technology awareness, it's mostly flat with a few short buildings and then some very tall spires, very tall spires. And unless you're on that very tall spire, it's not obvious what the topology is. Yeah. I never worry about the things that I cannot solve. I left other people to solve it. Sure. If nobody can solve it, just let it be. That's my life. Oh, let's talk about education. I'm quite interested about education. Can we? Yeah. So what knowledge or skills will be useful to master the future? Do you have any advice for young professionals who want to pursue a career in AI? Young professionals. I don't think you will, we will have professionals on AI in the future. Well, I worry a lot about, people worry about jobs, but I worry about education. All the education systems, the things we teach our kids, the way we teach our kids are mainly designed for the industry period. And I'm sure the machine will be much cleverer than human beings in the future. How can human beings do better? Human beings should be smarter, human beings should be wiser. So how can we be human beings to be wiser or smarter? I think that we should change the way of education, change the things, because in the, in the past we focused a lot about, you know, remember things. Computer can remember better than you are. We want to calculate it faster, computer can, run, can calculate much faster. We want to run faster, computer can run much faster than you are. So human beings should have confidence by being more creative, more constructive. So how can we teach our kids to be more creative and constructive? And I think this is the key of the education. And I want spending more time on training kids on arts, on painting, on singing, on dancing. You know, all these are the creative things that make people live like humans. Don't worry about machines. For sure, we should understand one thing, that man can never make another man. Computer is a computer. Computer is just a toy. Man cannot even make a mosquito. So we should have a confidence. Computer only have chips. Man have the heart. It's the heart where the wisdom comes from. So I think in the next 10 or 20 years, human beings or every country, every government should focus on reform the education system, making sure our kids be able to find a jobs in the future. Be able to live in a life that only working three days a week, four hours a day. And that is very important. If we do not change the education system that we are in, we are all in going to be in trouble. That's my view, and don't worry about it. We will change it. Yeah. Let's go. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I would say try to learn as much as much 
as possible that allows you to predict the future or make the future. So the saying is the best way to predict the future is to make it. Um, just and, and then assess whether what you're learning is enabling you to predict the future with less error. Are you less wrong? We're all, always wrong to some degree. But can you reduce the error on your future predictions? I think that's the way to look at education as we, of course, but it's both creative, create the future and predict the future. So that includes art and all those other things. But close the loop on being less wrong about future. I would say that's the right way to think about education. I mean, down the road with Neuralink, it w you can just upload any subject instantly. So it'd be like the Matrix. You want to fly a helicopter, no problem. Well, helicopters will fly themselves, but you know, if you wanted to do whatever, any any given skill, you just upload it instantly. Um, I mean, the way education works right now, it's extremely low bandwidth. It's extremely slow. <sighs> Lectures are the worst, really. It's like very slow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just. Try to predict the future with less error. This is the hard. This is very hard, as you were saying. I'm not sure it's 99.9 percent, .9%, but it's it's not very good generally at prediction of the future. But I think often people don't try. The first thing is try. If you don't try, okay, you know, got to, you got to try and then yeah. and then adjust based on the error of your prior predictions. Yeah, I think uh, just to try is very good. We should always have the confidence to try the future. And I never worry about the errors and the mistakes. Errors and mistakes that are the best assets of human lives. And humans, I think that when people worry about the, the disasters that AI is going to bring in, I think it's not the disasters. It's the mistakes that human beings make and trust human beings will be able to correct the mistakes and improve themselves. And that we, we need education. And this is what we think. In China today, we have um, 1,800 new babies born every year, which, which is not enough. We need, we need to have like uh, much more than that. But I think the best resources of the human beings on the, or, or the best resources on the earth are not the coal, not the oil, not the electricity, it's, it's the human brains. How can we make the human brains more creative, constructive? How can we making sure that the machines are always the toys and, and tools of humans rather than the control? So I never in my life, and especially last two years when people talk about AI, say uh, human, human being will be controlled by machines, I never think about that. I think it's, 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 it's impossible, <laughs> right? It's impossible because human beings, they are different. Machines are invented by human beings. And according to the science, right, humans can never create another animal that is smarter than humans. Especially when you have so many smart people, it's impossible to make another smart people. I, I very much disagree with that. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, the first thing we should assume is that we are very dumb, um, and we can de we can definitely make things smarter than ourselves. I mean, the they didn't used to be humans, right? So the, uh, then the, our early civilization was very primitive. Um, we didn't have any technology really. We're just like running around, you know, trying to not get eaten uh, or just trying to survive a winter. Now we have like heating and we grow food. This is all new stuff. So. You know, things have obviously gotten way more smarter than the past, way smarter. So that's going to continue. We are not the last step in evolution. So the most important thing, like I said, the most important mis mistake I see smart people making is assuming that they're smart. They're not. Yeah. So give me an example what uh -huh. animals or things that a human being made that is smarter than human beings. Well, computers actually are already much smarter than, than people on so many dimensions. We just keep moving the goalposts. Uh, so we used to think, like, for example, being good at chess was an example of a smart human. And then Kasparov was crushed by Deep Blue in 97. That was a long time ago. 22 years. I mean, right now your cell phone could crush the world champion at chess, literally. Um, Go used to be sort of thought of as something that humans were better at than computers. Then Lisa Dahl was beaten 4-1 by AlphaZero. Then uh, a new version of AlphaZero, oh, sorry, I should say AlphaGo. AlphaGo beat Lisa Dahl 4-1. Then uh, there's AlphaZero. AlphaZero crushed AlphaGo 100-0. Now it's just pointless because it just keeps playing itself. It, humans are... It, uh, Trying to play a computer Go is like trying to fight uh, Zeus. It's not going to work. Hopeless. We are hopeless, hopelessly inadequate. Um, in terms of rendering, basically, there's just a smaller and smaller corner of what of intellectual pursuits that humans are better than um, computers, and that every year it gets smaller and smaller. And, and soon we will be far, far surpassed in every single way, guaranteed. Okay. Or, or civilization will end. Those are the two possibilities. Okay. Um, yeah, my view is that um, computer may be clever, but human beings are much smarter. Yeah, definitely not. Clever is very academic, is knowledge driven. Smarter is experience driven. Computer is smart, is clever, but it's human being. We invented a computer. I never see a computer invented a human being. This is my first point. Second point is that um, about a go play chess. It's stupid to compete with a computer on play go. Just like a hundred years ago, when human being created cars. So human beings said, I can run faster than a car. It's impossible. It's only stupid people to compete with a car who run faster. Go is designed for human to play with human, right? The chess is designed for human to human. Why should a human to fight against a, a computer? So I never ever play chess or go with computer. I'll be happy to see two computers fight each other. I'm not interested in play golf with chess. So I told those guys, they are very sad. So, uh, computer will be smarter than human beings because computer can play chess better. Uh, I think you are stupid to compete with that. 
Don't do that. So this is, this is, we always do things we are good at. Sure, okay, well, what would be an example of something that humans are better than a computer at, and, and then let's see if that happens. Well, humans, computer is only one of the clever tools that human created. And computers are, are clever, but there will be more tools that human beings will create, much cleverer than computers. That's my view. Yeah. Okay, well, let me tell you, like my view on, the, on AI is essentially the, um, you can view the advancement of AI as solving things with increasing numbers of degrees of, with increasing degrees of freedom. So the, the, thing, that, the thing with the most, no, most degrees of freedom is reality. Um, but uh, uh, AI has steadily advanced solving things that have more and more degrees of freedom. Uh, so obviously something like, like checkers was very easy to solve. Um, that, that we could solve with, with classical uh, software, classical computing, not, not really all that challenging. Um, and in fact, uh, there, there is a complete solution for checkers, meaning it is literally, literally e impossible uh, every every version of checkers is known, um, so, and then, uh, then then there's chess, which is also was also um, it had many many more degrees of freedom than checkers, many orders of magnitude more than checkers, but still a really uh, I would say a low order of magnitude, uh, low degree of freedom game. Um, then there's Go, which had many orders of magnitude more degrees of freedom than than chess. Um, so it's, it's really just stepping through orders of magnitude of degrees of freedom. This is the way to, I think, view uh, the advancement of intelligence. Yeah. Um, and and it, it, it's really going to get to the point where it just can completely simulate a person in every way possible, like many people simultaneously. In fact, I mean, obviously there's a, there's, there's a strong argument we're in a simulation right now. Um, you know, this sort of reminds me of that joke of like, you know, if, if life was a video game, how, what would be the review? And it's like, well, the graphics are incredible. Um, the, the plot is confusing. Um, you know, the respawn takes a long time. You know, <laughs> that's a video game. That's life. I mean, if life was a video game, respawn takes takes 20 years to spawn a human being and have them be fully conscious. Um, I'm, I'm worried about the birth rate, which, which you alluded to earlier. The, the, the contrary to, like mo most people think we, we have like too many people on the planet, but actually this is, this is an outdated view. This is, uh, the, the, assuming that AI is fine, assuming that AI is, uh, there's a benevolent future with AI, um, I think that the biggest problem the world will face in 20 years is population collapse. Collapse. I, I want to emphasize this. The biggest issue in 20 years will be population collapse. Not explosion, collapse. The, it's very easy to see what the world will look like in 20 years because humans have a 20-year boot sequence. So like you say, okay, well, who was born last year? Okay, now you know what the world will look like in 20 years. It's that easy. I absolutely agree with that. The, uh, the population problem is going to be facing huge challenge. 1.4 billion people in China sounds a lot, but it, I think next 20 years we'll see this thing will bring big trouble to China and the population decreasing of the whole, the speed of population decreasing is going to speed up.
Yeah. Now you call it collapse. I, I agree Accelerating with that. collapse. Accelerating collapse. Accelerating collapse. And then, and then oh, the, the, the common rebuttal is like, well, what about immigration? Like, from where? You know, for, yeah, you want to go to space, you know, the Mars. The Mars will immigrate. Yeah, Mars the needs people here, too. Probably. Like, Mars needs people. Yeah, Mars yeah. needs people. You know, there's zero people there right now. So right now it's a machine planet. There's only some robots yeah. there. This is something that we should uh, pay special attention. That's why the the, the, the the 18 million new babies born in China, which was less than like only like one percent or something, we should spend more time create these people and treat life better. But also I think about AI, there's another thing which Elon, I, um, in my company, in our company, AI, we call it Alibaba Intelligence because we think when things with order, with things with logic, machine can do, always do better, AI can do better. But if things without order, without logic, human being can do better. For example, when you love somebody, there's no reason normally. I just love him or just love her. I, I have no reason. But when I hate somebody, when I want to do bad things on something, somebody, there's a logic. And with, when there's a logic, AI can do better. What we do on our end financing, we, we teach machine all the bad things that bad guys want to do. Machine can learn quickly and arrest all the bad guys immediately. But when you want to do good things, not necessarily. AI means love. <laughs> That's absolutely right. So that is why the world, the AIs, if the, if the AI can bring love, which I called it, in the past, if you have a successful person, you have to be L, EQ and IQ, right? In the future, if you want to survive in this world, you have to be the LQ, the Q of love. That's important too. Otherwise, you cannot survive in artificial intelligence time. Uh, well, I agree with love is the answer. There's yeah. many songs about that. You want to pick up the final one? Uh, another, another topic you want to Excuse me, gentlemen. Due to the time is very limited, so we only have five minutes left. So last question, please. Yeah, we have a, you want to pick up the last? Life or human being machines? So you want to talk about your cars? Ultimate autonomy. What do you want to talk? This, feel, this feels like one of those steps in a video game where you've got to like pick a path to choice. I choose life. Okay, life. So how much longer do you think people can live for with the help of AI? Can AI help with environment sustainability? Can you? I, well, I think, first of all, I think humans will solve environmental sustainability. I do not mean to suggest complacency um, or that we just take it easy. In fact, this is a, a self-fulfilling or unfulfilling prophecy. We must, we must take immediate and dramatic action um, and, we, you know, we, we, and, and continue the momentum towards environmental sustainability. And China is actually the world leader in this. In fact, I'm not sure how well it is known outside of China, just how much China is a world leader in environmental sustainability. Uh, it's extremely impressive. I mean, I think half of all the electric cars in the world were made in China last year, something like that. So, you know, I, so I don't mean to suggest, suggest complacency, uh, but I do think um, humans can and will solve sustainability. If, if, we can, if we can do the neural lace, 
then I think, or the neural link essentially, the age will not matter that much. You can simply save your state uh, and, and restore your state. Like, like a saved game, essentially. Something very close to that. Um, I do think we can, we can solve biological aging if we really wanted to. Um, you'd, you'd have to make DNA changes, but it's, we're obviously just on a, on a clock. All, all, all organisms are. Um, I mean, you could take a fruit fly, for example, and you could give it yoga, sort of have it do daily yoga and, and have a very healthy diet and it's still going to live for three weeks, maybe four weeks. Um, so environmental factors are, are relatively minor for extending life. You have to change the DNA. And so the question is, like, will people be okay with changing the DNA? That's the, the thing about extending life, you know. And probably people are a little bit reticent about that. But that's essentially the thing that needs to occur to extend life. You've, or you've got, you've got to stop the DNA clock somehow. Um, yeah. I don't know if we should work on this or not. I think, frankly, you know, it's, it's probably a good thing that we do eventually die. Um, you know, there's a saying, like, in, in physics, like, even physicists, which are generally quite objective, is like, the saying, like, you know, old, old physicists don't change their mind, they just die. So, maybe, you know, there's a, it's good to have this life cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think AI can definitely help the environment sustainability. And when human beings know themselves better, human beings will be smarter and will be wiser. The difference between clever people and smart people, or wise people. Smart people knows what he wants and how he can get it. Wise people know what he doesn't want. So when human beings using artificial intelligence, they will understand themselves better. And I think there will be millions of ways people will live in a healthy earth and protect the healthy earth. The reason why I want, I want to stay in this earth, I want to work on this earth, I want to do anything I can to help this earth to better, because even in a go to the space is great, but if we can spend at resources, just to focus on helping pick up the garbage from the oceans, that thing is more difficult than to go to the Mars. But artificial intelligence can help us achieving that and solve the problems. And the second, a human being can live better, can live longer. But what we need is not only live longer, we want to live healthier. How can we live healthier? Is to understand us better. Most of the disease are caused by our behavior. So I think I'm 100% sure people will live longer. People will live healthier, but may not necessarily live happier. If you want to be happier, human beings should focus on the valley, the vision, and the mission, and always have the dreams. And I don't want people love the technology and put them dreams on the technology. I think te technology should be with dreams. It's the not technology change the world. It's the dreams behind the technology that change the world. So my, my hope is that anything we can do is to improve this world, to helping 7.4 billion people live better and live healthier. And this is all about our world. 
And uh, I think we will be working very happily because I, I love your product, Tesla. You know, making world cleaner and uh, no noise and uh, you know, so, so such great technology. I'm happy you have a factory in China. And I think we need to do more things to improve this earth, improve this world, and make sure that people are happier and people care about the family, people care about the health. That's all we should do. And trust us. Trust the human beings and trust young people. Let's take responsibility for today, but let's not take away all the solutions for tomorrow. It's great human beings make mistakes. It's great human beings learn from mistakes. It's great to die. <laughs> That's probably true. Thank you. Yeah, you cannot There's, live long. I just like, yeah. Thank you. Fight for the light of consciousness. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this very inspiring and futuristic, very informative dialogue. It seems it's a typical dialogue between the Earth and the Mars. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.